The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Welcome to Spirit of Recovery, offering support for your spiritual growth and addiction recovery. Here's Reverend Dan Beckett. Welcome to the Spirit of Recovery podcast. We're glad you're with us today. I'm Reverend Dan Beckett here with co-host Reverend Michelle Vargas. Together, we share ways that spirituality and addiction recovery intertwine and work together to support your spiritual growth in your own recovery journey. We're basically a couple of recovery nerds and ordained unity ministers sharing our experience, strength, and hope on the spiritual journey of addiction recovery. We hope that something you hear today will be helpful to you on your own recovery journey. We invite your questions, comments, wisdom, and feedback anytime. Just send an email to spiritofrecoveryunity at gmail.com. Facebook users, you can message us from our Facebook page, Spirit of Recovery. Just click the send message button right below the banner. And please help us carry the message by following and subscribing to Spirit of Recovery on your favorite podcast platform. You can also support our ministry through our Patreon page, which can be found at patreon.com slash spirit of recovery. Today's episode is titled The Next Right Thing. When we get into addiction recovery, we learn to be mindful of our actions. We hear the phrase, do the next right thing, which sounds like a great idea, but what does that actually mean? How are we supposed to know what the next right thing is anyway? Today, we want to share our experience, strength, and hope on moving from aimlessness to freedom by doing the next right thing. Yes, this is a wonderful tool that we have in 12-step recovery, um, and it, it ha- there's a lot to it, so there's a lot to unpack here. So the first thing that occurs to me about this do the next right thing is that it's really about keeping it simple, which is another one of our slogans, right? Yeah, Keep it yeah. simple. So addicts tend to not want to keep things simple we tend to want to get out there in the future and figure it all out and blah 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 so this do the next right thing is a reminder to scale it back take a deep breath all we have to do is what's in front of us right now so it's about you know Um, breaking things down into manageable pieces rather than trying to, you know, we don't have to have it all figured out right now. We don't have to know how everything's going to turn out because that's what just spins us out. Right. And then it can become paralyzing. So we learn to focus on what's right in front of us. What do I need to do right now? It's also kind of like a, um, it's like a survival practice could be for people who have a little PTSD or a little, um, anxiety or you know people that tend to get real keyed up you know this is kind of just like okay bring it down 
what do I need to do right now? So it's a real good sort of survival um, technique. And then the, the other piece of it is the right, the next right thing. So it's do the next thing, do what's right in front of us, but it's do the next right thing. That one's a little more complicated. Um, you and I like to sometimes interchange or add the word, the next indicated thing. And I think the reason we do that is because we don't always know what the right thing is, right? I mean, that implies that we somehow know. How can we know? You know, we don't, we know what we think the right next right thing is, but we don't really know if it's the right thing or not. So when we say do the next indicated thing, we're, we're pointing to a process that we've learned to do, right? Which is when, when there's a decision to be made, when something needs to be done, we have a practice of quieting our minds, going within and asking for guidance. Um, and this is something that, you know, takes time to develop. It takes time to develop that relationship with the higher power where it's accessible to us. It takes time to learn how to hear the guidance, how to quiet our minds enough to hear the guidance. But after we've done that process of asking for guidance, then we do what seems to be the next indicated thing. So that's just sort of helping us to understand that we're, we're, we're making the best choice we can with what we have at that moment, right? This is what, okay, so it turns out it wasn't a good choice. Well, it seemed to be the indicated thing at the time. So that's what I did. I mean, we can't, we can't get out in the future and know everything, right? So we do what we, what we think to be the, the best right indicated thing based yeah, on the guidance given what that we've we know, asked for. Given yeah. what we know or what we can discern in that moment. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, I've always taken it to mean the next right thing as far as I know right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, I've found that this tool to be very helpful in, like you said, bringing my attention to right here and right now. It yep. doesn't really say that, but in order to discern that at least the way i approach it maybe everyone's uh different on this i don't know is to um turn within and discern what appears seems as far as i can tell right now is the next right thing to do and then to do that thing so in order to do that i have to get out of the future get out of the past and get right here in the here and now so it's a uh, yet another way um, for me to find my way back to the present moment. Yes. Um, at times when I find myself away from the present moment, which is probably almost the all time. the time. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Big time. And um, I remember when I, for, when, it, when I first realized or when the light was bright, when it came on, or as they say, dawn breaks on marblehead right when i re realize that the next right thing is not write a novel it's take the trash out yeah it's 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 right in front of me yeah i don't even have to get out of my chair to do the next indicated thing or the next right thing because it's it's not change careers you know it's not um get married or divorced it's um lock the door, empty the dishwasher, 
And if we chain those things together, that that broader stuff just happens. Again, yeah. it, it really is. And I'm realizing it the more I'm talking about it out loud, very much a present moment practice, yeah. at least when you approach it the way you and I do discerning, turning within to discern the next right thing, I think is what makes it a present moment practice. Yeah, it's sort of like another one of our slogans, one day at a time. This is like one thing at a time, one action at a time, one moment at a time, you know, just breaking things down into a manageable thing, something that we can get going on and overcome that paralysis that can happen when we're totally overwhelmed by something and we don't know what to do. The, you know, another piece of this, and I'm really hitting it with the slogans today, we also like to say more will be revealed. I love that because it means, okay, there's something that needs to be done or a decision that needs to be made. I've gone within, I've sought guidance. I'm now doing what seems to be the next thing that I should do, which may be, you know, like you said, unloading the dishwasher or whatever, taking out the trash, you know, making a phone call, whatever it is. I don't need to know what's going to come next because more will be revealed, right? So, we, we like to say that like God or spirit reveals things on a need to know basis. You know, we don't need to know the whole plan right now. Can you imagine if we knew the whole plan for our lives? No. What a hot mess that would be. I, I think we need to work on a need to know basis and God understands that about us. You know, we don't need too much information at once. We need to keep it simple and just do what's in front of us. So we can take a step, a simple step to get us out of that paralysis, knowing that after that, the next step will be revealed and the next step. Um, and that's a really different way of doing things than I think what a lot of us learn or what our culture sort of teaches, you know, that we should have a plan, we should know what's coming, we should know where we're going, what we're doing. Well, it doesn't always work that way. And things reveal themselves as things are unfolding. And those things, as they reveal themselves, may change whatever plan we thought we had. So it's better to hold those plans loosely and continue to reassess as more information is revealed. So right, I think this is we, a really great way of doing things. Yeah, we learn more. And so we see differently, mm -hmm. right? With If we grow and learn. So, you know, a, a week after in the same situation, the next right thing for me might be different because yeah. I'm different, but all, all we have is who we are right here and right now. Mm -hmm. I loved what you were saying. It reminded me of um, just this idea that we have to balance everything's balance, right? Mm -hmm. We have to balance planning with action, mm -hmm. right? Cause the way my brain is wired, I'd spend my entire life planning, mm -hmm. you know, like all the, the head work, the internal parts of it. And um, I only feel comfortable taking action in the world when I feel like I know how this works. I mm -hmm. know what's going on. I know where this is going. So yeah, I want to see all the way through step 10 on the path. But in reality, <laughs> all I'm going to see, I'm, ask, I'm standing on one. I'm asking what's two. I might have an idea of three or four beyond that. It's but not lost. seven or eight or nine. Oh, no. It's lost in the fog. And so I had to learn to move ahead uh, with some confidence, even when I could only see one or two steps ahead of me. And it wasn't easy. Also, the other thing that comes to mind is that the next right thing could be nothing. 
Nothing in is fact, a thing. I find it's often nothing. A lot of the time, it it seems like it's nothing. So do nothing. So that makes me think a little bit about this again. This idea of the next right thing, and you said sometimes the next right thing is doing nothing. So what does the right thing mean? What do we mean by that in any given circumstance? Well, we mean the thing that will be best for all involved in unity. We really like the phrase for our highest good, that which will be for our highest good, for the highest good of all involved. And if we can't discern that, it comes down to do no harm, that which will at least not do any further harm, Mm -hmm. right? So if we can't know what the highest good is, at least we know what will not cause further harm. And we can use this as a discernment tool, right? Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. So we're sort of loosely um, talking about the ninth step in this um, in this uh, episode today, and as we're discerning how to make those nine ninth step amends. Yeah, that's the word. We need to use that tool of like, first of all, what's going to do no harm. You know, do I need to call up my high school boyfriend and tell him how I cheated on him with so-and-so and and then make amends for it? Yeah, no. No, probably not. You know what I mean? What's that going to do? Alleviate me of some guilt and make me feel like some kind of saint or something? No. If it's going to do harm, it really needs to be thought carefully about. There's no need to inflict more harm in order to make an amends. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, I agree. So if we don't know what the next indicated thing is or the next right thing is, it could be doing nothing until such information becomes or such guidance. Sometimes the guidance isn't there, right? Let's face it. It's not always there. Like we don't always know. You know, we seek guidance. We try to quiet our minds, but we don't always get a clear answer. So in that case, at least do no harm. Yeah. Or do nothing. Or do nothing. Until you get the guidance, until it becomes clear. Sometimes there's timing involved. You know what I mean? The, this life, this universe, it's, it, it's very intricate and there's so many things going on. Sometimes something else needs to take place that has nothing to do with us before the time is right for something else to happen. Yeah, I agree. And we're like, okay, why am I not getting the guidance? Why isn't God letting me know what to do? Well, it just ain't the time yet. Yeah. Just sit back, take a deep breath, and await, await the guidance, you know? Yeah. Um, it will eventually, and there may be steps that you need to take before that next piece of information is going to be given to you. Yeah. That's why the do the next thing, even if it's doing the laundry, just getting into some sort of motion um, and and then knowing that more will be revealed. Yeah, just because my mind is ready for 
some resolution on this or that doesn't mean that the whole entire rest of the universe is ready for that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and I might, there might be more that needs to happen. There might be more yep. that I need to do. Yep. Or maybe I just need to wait, like you said, because we live in a complex environment and who knows? Who knows? I think what has been most helpful to me is just remembering that I don't need to know all that and it's okay. And again, yeah. I have a mind that wants to know what's going yes. on and how things work. So letting go of that, say, you know what? I don't really need to know everything that's going on here. I don't need to know how all of this works. I can yep. trust yes. the spirit in me. I can trust the presence of God that I um, commune with within myself to tell me not the big broad picture, but exactly what is the next thing to do what you need and i have found it i mean i guess i would define right not in a like not like from an outsider's point of view but from uh, as we called it just the the to the best of my knowledge and you know i want to say my instinct in this moment mm -hmm. yeah. and that is always a good move I was mm -hmm. going to say the next right thing, but it's always a good move to pay attention to what's happening within myself and take action or not based on what I get back. It's, you know, I, I like to think of what I do in the world is teach uh, and live more than teach a God-centered life. And that mm -hmm. can mean a lot of things to a lot of people, but this is a good example of the kind of practice that I undertake because I seek to live a God-centered life. Yeah, you know, sometimes, like I said, we don't get real clear guidance, um, especially if it's an either or choice, like whether to take this job or not, or, you know, things like that. Sometimes you just, you you take, you do your due diligence of quieting the mind, asking for guidance, whatever your whole process is. And sometimes then you just choose something and do it. If it's yeah. the wrong choice, you will find out that it's the wrong choice and there will be learning involved. You and I always like to talk about how there are really no wrong turns, right, no wrong choices. Right, because I was going to say it's the right choice if it yeah. was essential learning. And as we also like to use the metaphor of the giant GPS in the sky, the universe <laughs> will simply reroute you. You're not, you're never going to like not get where you're going to because that's just not the way things work. You know, yeah. if you make a so-called wrong choice the gps the giant gps in the sky will reroute you and you will get there by another method because what we don't want to do is get paralyzed thinking that we've got to figure out the right thing yeah. there really is no right thing okay let's just yeah. break this whole thing down you know there are choices and then there are results and then there is learning and growth and then there is rerouting and going a different way you know so you mentioned something that I think is another really important piece of being able to live life in this way Yeah, is trusting God, whatever that God is to us, our higher power, spirit, the universe, um, love, you know, the universal energy, whatever it is, we, we, we learn to trust it. And we learn to trust that in general, the universe is a benevolent place that wants good for us. Right. Does that mean that every single thing that's going to happen in my life is going to be good? Absolutely not. But do I trust that in some way that I don't even can't even fathom this is all going somewhere good? Yes, I do. And so, 
you know, and this, this evolves as we work to strengthen and forge this relationship with the higher power, whether you think of it as a being or an energy or whatever, we can be in relationship with it, right? We learn to co-create our lives with spirit. Yep. And so we learn to trust it, you know, and this takes, this takes life experience. We have to be able to look back at times when we trusted God and things worked out okay. And yeah. then we go, ah, okay, I can trust. And I'm still and, doing it. Yeah. And the more times we do it, the, the, you know, it's like any other relationship, the trust has to be built. Yeah. And, um, you know, we just start finding that living life this way seems to work out better. You know, that it seems to be an easier, softer path than what we were doing before, which was which just is, a hot uh, Which mess. is ironic because in an act of recovery, we're looking for an easier, softer way and could not find one. But when we do the actual work, lo and behold, look what happens. Here's Life easy, gets easier. Way. Life yeah, gets does. easier. That's just how it is. Well, it's time for us to shift gears and move into what we like to call recovery in a nutshell. This is when we try to summarize the pieces of all that we have just discussed that we found most helpful on our own recovery journeys. So Reverend Michelle, in a nutshell, if someone came to you and said, how do I know what the next right thing is? Mm -hmm. And if I don't know, how can I go about finding out? If you just had one minute before the elevator door opened, what are your what are your greatest hits on this? Yeah, so I would go back to what I was just saying, that this involves forging a relationship with the higher power, with the God of our understanding. And a relationship is formed by spending time with the other object of the relationship. So we've got to spend daily time in communion with God, whether that looks like prayer, meditation, a walk on the beach or in nature, Um spiritual singing there's lots of different ways but we've got to make conscious contact with the god of our understanding and as we do that we we come to be able to rely on that power more and more to guide us to show us what the next right thing is to do um and then you know we we begin so this is something that grows with time we we learn how to follow the guidance we learn how to hear the guidance we learn how to follow the guidance um and there's a lot of paying attention that is involved. So when we ask for guidance, then how do we go about hearing it? Well, we've got to pay attention, pay attention to what's showing up, what is happening. You know, after I asked for help with this thing, then what happened next? Who showed up? Who called me? Who, what, you know, ran across my path, so to speak, and begin to be aware. It's a, it's a development of an awareness and a paying attention to what's going on around. But we each have our own way and you've got to just do it and you will find your way that works for you. Yeah, you kind of have to stumble through it. That's yep. been my experience. And what I had jotted down was just to relax. And and this is this is what was most helpful for me. So maybe if you're listening, some of this will resonate for you and maybe you'll find uh, a different way. But just to relax and back to that phrase, that saying that we have one day at a time, because my issue with this was a busy mind that was always uh -huh. way out ahead of me and trying to figure things out so that I could be okay and to bring it back to here and now one day at a time really helps yeah. a lot. Um, to remind me of that. This is not a race, like don't hurry. That also mm -hmm. comes to mind. Seek this guidance internally. You know, we call it, uh, we use the phrase turning within mm -hmm. in prayer or 
practicing the presence of God is always something I do internally and always and always remember maybe it, it's nothing. The answer is do nothing and that's fine too. Yep. Do nothing until more is revealed, until more information shows up. I like it. All right. Well, we have an affirmation for you today, and it is this. Turning within, I connect with spirit, and I am guided to what is mine to do. Yes. Once again, turning within, I connect with spirit, and I am guided to what is mine to do. Well, it's happened again. You've given yourself the gift of another episode of Spirit of Recovery, and we are grateful. We hope you found something in all of our chatting that you find genuinely helpful. And we bless you wherever you are on your recovery journey. And as always, we invite your questions, comments, wisdom, and feedback anytime. You can find us on our Facebook page, Spirit of Recovery, or email us at spiritofrecoveryunity at gmail.com. And please help us carry the message by following and subscribing to Spirit of Recovery on your favorite podcast platform. You can also support our ministry through our Patreon page, patreon.com slash spiritofrecovery. We're so glad you joined us today, and we certainly hope that you will join us again. But until then, don't drink like my co-host. And please don't drink like my co-host. Instead, have yourself a wonder-filled week. Do you want to deepen your connection to the divine, speed up your progress on the spiritual path, then tune in to the Spirit Matters podcast. I'm the host, Philip Goldberg, and I interview experts with wisdom, insight, and practical guidance for every seeker of truth. Spirit Matters on the mindbodyspirit.fm network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.